Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You listening? to you live from central wisconsin you're looking live at the foxhole.app it's good to see you guys out there today happy chill friday man that's what i'm looking forward to i have nothing planned well i got a couple things planned but you know me i always got a little things that we got to talk about each day but um chill day today so if you guys want to come and hang out uh, i'll get the zoom meeting going and you guys can come hang out anytime you guys want um if you can if you want to hang out for the whole show if you want to hang out just for a little bit Come on and hang out. This is uh, this day is for uh, for the audience to, to tell me what I got wrong, to tell me what I got right, to tell me something that they they that I maybe have maybe not have heard or give me a different perspective. So uh, your your day today, we got some some topics definitely got to talk about. I appreciate you guys appreciate you guys all working your way in here today on this Friday afternoon, a beautiful Friday afternoon, six three twenty twenty two at four I don't know what all that means, but it's a lot of numbers. Anyway, it's good to see you guys over there at the Fox Without App working your way in here. Glenn out there dropping the, his gold pills on me. Thank you for the hand salute, sir. Salute back to you as well. I appreciate you very much. Hi, off an hour early. Ah, excellent. Safe travels, Alicia. Thank you for joining us here today on the Fox Without App. Appreciate you guys very much. Do me a favor if you guys can. Tell somebody about the Fox Without App. Say, hey, look at all the great creators that are over here. We got uh, Night Nation Revolution. Uh, we have News Time Live, 412 Anons Live right now. Based Amy, Christian Patriot, Brain God, Belushi. Johnny Dangerously, and many others still live uh, over there at the Fox Without App. A uh, great selection of whoever you may want to go watch. And so check it out when you guys get time. Anaconda in Arizona, thank you for that. God bless you as well. And Sean Joe, much love, brother. Good to see you out there. Hope all is well. I appreciate you guys all working your way in here today. It is your day Friday, so... Go ahead and call on in anytime you guys want and come hang out. Uh, check out the website, uncensoredave.com is where you can find all the information. You'll find the podcast, Podbean, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify. Pick one, anyone, pretty much any podcast. Just search Uncensored Dave. You'll find it. Uh, the Telegram and True Social links are at the very top right there. That's that's the two spots where you'll, you'll find me most active. Uh, I'll pretty much post everything I can over there on True Social and Telegram. Uh, other places, too. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, if you want to watch the show, you can do that straight from the from the website right there, uh, you can learn to learn a little bit about me, learn to learn a, <laughs> the merchandise and the 2021 blog. If you're looking for uh, some some hopefulness in our world, go back and read the 2021 blog. I'm telling you, there, it, last year was an amazing year. This year is working out to be yet another amazing year. So don't let the world get you down. Uh, the future is bright. Uh, if you want to check the live show, check out every day, 5 Eastern, uh, Monday through Friday, Foxhole D Live. 
which banned my chat fuckers, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network are where you can find the show. So if you want to catch the live stream, that's where you can find that. Thank you guys for being here today. Previous two show content as well as previous stuff that I think you need to see. If you want to help me keep the lights on, I could use your help. Uh, Cash App, PayPal, and Patreon, or you can use your favorite platform, such as the Foxhole.app. I appreciate you guys for everything that you do to help keep the lights on here. Can't do it without you guys, unfortunately. Uh, MyPillow is now a f- official sponsor of Uncensored Abe. Thank God for them. Uh, do me a favor when you get a second. Check out MyPillow.com backslash Abe. If you're looking for some slippers or some towels, everybody needs towels. Grab some stuff over there at the MyPillow.com backslash Abe. Use discount code Abe, and you will get a free gift and a nice discount. So check that out when you guys get time. Buy one, get one free. Bed sheets, pillows, go anywhere pillows. Uh, the uh, towel sets as well. Buy one, get one free right now still. So uh, check out the website when you get time. There's also some other cool stuff on the website. If you guys noticed, they got the Omen Collection, Declaration and Constitution. I'd like to work my way into getting that sometime. Within our grasp of luxury print um, and uh, some you know other stuff, uh, supplements and things like that. Uh, towels, quilts, throw blankets, duvet covers. Pick, Take your pick. They got it all. So check it out when you guys get time. MyPillow.com backslash Abe. Thank God for them. And thank you guys for all your support uh, through uh, MyPillow because... You know, they don't keep sponsoring you if you don't if your audience doesn't buy anything. So <laughs> thank you guys for helping me out, man. I appreciate you guys very much. Facebook, True Social, and Gab links are at the very bottom right there. Check that out when you guys get time. If you want to email me, I try to get back to you guys as much as possible. Uh, this, this, some some weeks I'm just is I turn everything off after the show and it's like, okay, I'm gonna I gotta go now. <laughs> you know, so uh, some days I'm more I'm more um Social, but I'm I'm kind of an anti-social person actually. It's kind of weird that I'm. Anyways, email address, link trees, peel boxes are all at the bottom of the website. Check that out when you guys get time. Thank you all for being here today and working your way in here today. I uh, got lots of stuff to cover today. An interesting article that my cuz sent me that I want to read for you guys with regards to the Great Reset. I, I sometimes wonder who watches out there. You know what I'm saying? Come to find out, Chris Paul checks in every now and then. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> my 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 uh, idol in, in this movement, Joe M, uh, who. I who I thought maybe stopped listening, still out there listening and giving me a shout out today on truth, man. You guys are just, this community is, is such an uplifting, uh, back. They got your back style thing. It's like they can sense when you're having a little bit of a rough time, and suddenly just everyone wraps their arms around you and picks you up, man. You guys are just amazing people out there. Vinny dropping a ship on me. Thank you for that. God bless you. The one fan. Yes, sir. The foxhole indeed in the house. God bless you. Old Grey Gold. Good to see you out there. I hope all is well. You hanging in there, Old Grey, Old Grey Gold. I hope you are. Uh, it's good to see you. Keep true. Mez, get comfortable with being uncomfortable for the Lord is coming. Amen. God bless you, Mez. It's good to see you out there. D-Live is definitely an asshole. Dem turned red. Hey, what's good? Good to see you out there. Hope all is well. I wanted to come hang out with uh, with Severe and I last night, but I had some stuff going on. Sorry, I missed it. I'll try to hang out this weekend uh, um, and check that out as well. Poonslayer out there lurking. Lots of lurkers out there. Tamgraf, thank you for the cookie. God bless you. Thank you guys for working your way in here today. Hey, Missy. Um, let's see here. Let me let me check in with the other platforms here. Tiger Network has uh, Tour3.com is where you can find all the archive shows pretty much for the past four years. We are at our four-year anniversary now, by the way. I've, I didn't do any kind of like celebration thing or anything like that, but uh, last week we passed uh, my four-year anniversary of doing shows. That's crazy, man. Time, time's flying by. Rumble Crowd is in the house. Do me a favor, Rumble Cloud. Thank you for working your way in here. Hit that plus button over there. Chris and the mods, thank you for everything you guys do. God bless you. Ilda the Hunt and Goody 78 out there hanging out. D Live is asshole, and I have no longer have a chat over there, so you can go away. One less window to worry about. <laughs> CBD, good to see you out there on, on Twitch. Thank you for the new follow. 
Did JC Bird comfortably numb for the support yesterday with uh, bits and gifted subs? Love you guys. Appreciate you guys very much. Johnny B, first in the house over there on Twitch. Dunahaw's in the house. We love you back. Uh, Shell G, good to see you. Well, Cloud, back. good to see you. Back. Hope all is well. Back to hear what Abe has to say. I got nothing to say today. So, <laughs> uh, you know me. I always got shit to say. Uh, Johnny B, Dunahaw, Chris. Who else? Weezy Girls out there lurking as well. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here today. Uh, congrats on the four years. Thank you. How, how you doing, old go? You hanging in there? Um, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and drop all the links for the uh, for the call. And if you guys want to call in, the, the line is open. So um, no one ever really calls in anymore. No one wants to talk to me anymore. So I get it. I think you guys are just Fridays. You're super busy and you just kind of want to see what's uh, what's happening out there. So we'll definitely get to it. I got uh, what do I have for today? Um, let's see. Let me check my text here real quick first. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ah, guy from work said it. Nice. So I got I got something that I want to want you guys to see. So that'll be that'll be pretty cool. Uh, we're gonna check out with True Social for a little bit. We're gonna check in with Telegram here today. We're gonna, just gonna kind of have a chill Friday. I got what do I have here? So the CISA report just came out. We're gonna go through that right now. Um, vulnerabilities affecting Dominion voting systems and that summary. We've been kind of prepping for that this week, and so has the media. Um, it's I don't know, probably about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes to get through it. Um, so we're gonna go. We're gonna read through all of that ICS advisory vulnerabilities affecting Dominion voting systems. Image cast 10. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. Uh, let's see. I got an interesting video from Chris um, that you guys should see as well. So we'll pull that up here in a little bit. Um, Peter Strzok has a meltdown. We definitely got to cover that. Uh, we definitely got to talk about the Great Reset. That'll be interesting. Former Trump aide Navarro indicted. We're going to do like a little quick dig on that uh, to see what's going on there. Um, the... Um, the insurrectionist in D.C. that uh, think that they're going to take over America and that are holding uh, political prisoners hostage in uh, D.C. have decided that they're going to hold a uh, hearing, primetime hearing about January 6th, where they're going to spin shit left and right and turn it out to be something that it's not. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch. However, I'm not going to fucking watch it. Uh, President Trump has a plan for that. We'll talk about that. Uh, someone rested outside the Capitol building today. So that's pretty much what I got for lined up. Um, just kind of a chill day. So it'll be fun. Um, let's see. My dad used to tell me if I didn't do anything. Gotcha. Made it another week. <laughs> you hang in there. old Greg. Oh, God bless you. Oh, uh, you want to see what I got first? So yeah, that's the stuff that I got pretty much there. I, I was going to go through, um, uh, Telegram too to see if there's anything new out there. I don't think I just finished up uh, about an hour ago going through it. Uh, not too much. Uh, Liberty Den's back on tonight, so well, that's kind of what we're gonna do today. We're just gonna kind of chill. So let's start off with this uh, CISA report and let's see what's in this. Uh, this just came out uh, about a half hour ago or so. So let's check this out. This is one. This is the one we've been anticipating since uh, it leaked on Monday, and the media tried to get ahead of it. Uh, yeah. All right, from the Cyber Security and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA, ICS Advisory 22-15401. Vulnerabilities affecting Dominion Voting Systems, ImageCast 10, release date June 3rd. Legal notice, all information products in this are provided as is for informational purposes only. The Department of Homeland Security does not provide any warranties of any kind regarding any information contained within. 
What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> the DHS does not support this. The DHS does not endorse any commercial product or service referenced in this product. Otherwise, for further dissemination of this product is governed by the Traffic Light Protocol, TLP, marking in the header. Okay, that's good to know. This is going to be interesting. This is going to, you know, <laughs> it has to sound official. Otherwise, it's not, you know, summary. This advisory. Thank you, Sean Joe. Appreciate you, brother. Good afternoon. Comfortably numb. Hope all is well. Uh, This advisory identifies vulnerabilities affecting versions of the Dominion voting systems, democracy suite image cast 10, which is an in-person voting system used to allow voters to mark their ballot. The image cast 10 can be configured to allow a voter to produce a paper record or record votes electronically. While these vulnerabilities present risks that should be mitigated as soon as possible, CISA has no evidence that these vulnerabilities have been exploited in any elections. Um, of course, you don't have evidence because the vulnerability, wait wait for it, CISA, the, the vulnerability, it doesn't leave evidence. Yeah. Let that blow your brain for a little while. Fucking idiots, dude. Exploitation of these vulnerabilities would require physical access to individual image cast 10 devices, access to the election management system. Exploitation of these vulnerabilities would require physical access to the image cast 10 devices, access to election management system, or the ability to modify files before they are uploaded to image cast devices. So they're saying that you have to have physical access to them. Uh, you sure about that? Jurisdictions can prevent and or detect the exploitation of these vulnerabilities by diligently applying the mitigations recommended in this advisory, including technical, physical, and operational controls that limit unauthorized access or manipulation of voting systems. Many of these mitigations are already typically standard practice in jurisdictions where these devices are in use. Many, but not all. Uh, and can be enhanced to further guard against exploitation of these vulnerabilities. So, if anybody wants to figure out how to hack this stuff, here's how you do it. Here's a play-by-play. Peter Navarro is in the list today. This just got released. Um, The technical details. 2.1 affected products. The following versions of the Dominion Voting Systems ImageCast 10 software are known to be affected. Other versions were not able to be tested. Why was that? ImageCast 10 software firmware based on the Android (laughs) 5.1 as used in Dominion Democracy Suite voting system version 5.5a. Okay, so Matt DiPerno in in, um, in Michigan, that place, where there was the voting irregularity, this is the version of the software that was in that voting system. And there was a conflict. Remember that. So that is the version of uh, the democracy suite that was in Antwerp. Is that what it was? Michigan image cast 10 application versions, 5.5.10.30 and 10.32 as used in dominion, democracy, <laughs> dominion. Dem- you have to have democracy in the name of it. Cause that's how leftists do this stuff. That way it sounds official. If you didn't have democracy in it and it was just Dominion Sweet Voting System, then you wouldn't have democracy. <laughs> after following the vendor's procedure to upgrade the image cast 10 from version this to that, or after performing the other Android administrative actions, the image cast 10 may be left in a configuration that could allow an attacker 
who can attach an external input device to escalate privileges and or install malicious code. Instructions to check for and mitigate this condition are available in the Dominion, Dominion voting systems. Huh. To which Antrim County. Thank you, Well Club. So, yeah, this is this is a summary of Antrim County is what this is. Any jurisdictions running ImageCast 10 are encouraged to contact Dominion Voting Systems to understand the vulnerability status of their specific inflammation. All right. Uh, vulnerability overview mitigations to risk the reduce mitigations to reduce the risk of exploitation of these vulnerabilities can be found in Section three of this document. Improper verification of cryptographic signature. The tested image version of ImageCast 10 does not validate application signatures to a trusted root certificate. Use of a trusted root certificate ensures software installed on a device is traceable to or verifiable against a cryptographic key provided by the manufacturer to detect tampering. An attacker could leverage this vulnerability to install malicious code, which could also spread to other vulnerable ImageCast 10 devices via removable media. Also via the internet, but we're not going to talk about that because if they if that came out, shit, the, shit would hit the fan. Um, CV dot 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 has been assigned to this vulnerability. Um, mutable at attestation or measurement reporting of data. The tested version of ImageCast 10 on-screen application has display feature audit log export and application export functionality rely on self-attestation mechanisms. An attacker could leverage this vulnerability to disguise malicious applications on a device. Um, I'm just, we get we get what they're saying here. Again, an attacker could install an algorithm, for instance, where every Democrat vote actually, or actually every Republican vote that is one in every one point two one, I think it was, or was it one point one? Uh, 1.15, something like that. Uh, we could we could leverage those and weight that vote and change it from you know Republican to Democrat, as happened in Antrim County. The tested version of ImageCast 10 has a test terminal emulator application, which could be leveraged by an attacker to gain elect, uh, elevated privileges on a device and or install malicious code. Hidden functionality CWE nine one two. This hidden functionality is. Well, extra hard drives installed on the device that shouldn't be there that have access to the internet. Hmm. Improper protection of alternative paths, CWE. The tested version of MCAS 10 allows for rebooting into Android safe mode, which allows an attacker to directly access the operating system. An attacker could leverage this vulnerability to es- escalate privileges on the device and install malicious code. Um, let's see, 2.25. The tested version uh, of this can be manipulated to cause arbitrary code execution by specifically by specially crafted election definition files. An attacker could leverage this vulnerability. Um, it can execute code with a, with elevator privileges by exploiting a system level service. An attacker could leverage this one. Uh, let's see it, uh, uh, the authentication mechanism used by technicians to on the tested device is susceptible to forgery. <laughs> a small problem. Just a minor problem there. I'm sure that's not an accident, right? It wasn't designed into the system that way. The authentic the authentication mechanism used by technicians is susceptible to forgery. 
<laughs> it's uh it's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> Incorrect privilege assignment. The authentication mechanism used by poll workers to administer voting uh, using the tested version of ImageCast 10 can expose cryptographic secrets used to protect election information. An attacker could leverage this vulnerability. 2.29, or uh, origin validation error, the authentication mechanism used by voters to activate a voting session on a tested version is susceptible to forgery. That's good. Again, that's a great feature to have. If you want to be able to uh, hide stuff or get rid of stuff quickly, it's a great feature to have to design into this voting system, as requested by uh, members of Congress, by the way. Um, critical infrastructure sectors, government facilities, election infrastructure, um, areas, areas deployed, multiple headquarters, location, none other than Denver, Colorado. Researcher J. Alex Halderman, University of Michigan, and Drew Springall, Auburn University, reported these vulnerabilities to CISA. The mitigations are listed, and <laughs> none of those will be uh, taken care of before the next election. <laughs> All right, so that's the summary. It's exactly what we expected. I'll get to Peter Navarro in just a moment. Um, here is the uh, CISA announcement that just came out. I figured that was probably the should be the lead for the day. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this just a little bit more. Uh, let me make sure I get this out there to all you guys. All right, there's that. Um, let me see something real quick. Do I have? Do I have Antrim County? Uh, do I have that in my server? Let's see. We have been lied to the Antrim County Election Board rules remotely, successfully logged into anonymously. That's Matt DiPerno. Um, What else do I have? Gateway Pundit has an article couple of articles, documents. Here's the documents from Antrim County. Um, Michigan County clerk discovers. So this is 11-5-2020. Jim Hoft on November 5th, 2020 is the first show prep one I have. For this. Uh, then there's one on 12-7-2020. Yeah. Jenna Ellis confirmed gra- a judge granting Trump access to, t- to 22 Dominion voting systems. Um, lawsuit. Here's the lawsuit that was filed in Antrim County. Hey, that page doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Can't have, you're not allowed to talk about this stuff. It's against the law. Uh, Antrim County plaintiffs, 5-4-2021 from Gateway Pundit. New evidence in the 2020 election case. Experts were able to compromise data and flip votes. Uh, he, and then there is that. So, all right. That's, that's all the ones I have there pretty much. Here is... 
May 17th, 2021. All right, so let me put these in order, and let's go through these. May 4th, May 17th, that one's gone. That's Kyle Becker posting it on Twitter. December 6th, Jenna Ellis talks about it. November 5th, there's that. Here's the official analysis from J. From, um, Alex Halderman, and here is on June 9th. All right, so we'll put these in order. First of all, here, let me get you the Antrim County Report. So that you have that for your records if you don't have this yet. Um, where's my other ones? Where are you at? Hello, Rumble. You guys are right out there today? Happy Friday. You chilling? All right. Here's the Antrim County report uh, th- that discusses these and all that. All right. Here is Jim Hoff, November 5th, 2020. So this is happening. Oh, I forgot to start the live stream. Doug Nubbit. Hey, uh, how you guys doing over there on uh, Telegram? <laughs> All right, there. Thanks for joining us here today on Telegram. <laughs> forgot about that. All right, here is um, here is Gateway Pundit, um. November 5th, 2020, an election clerk in Michigan discovered that the total votes counted by election software did not match the printed tabular tapes. Again, the Michigan software used to count the votes is putting out incorrect totals. WILX reported Antrim uh, County Clerk Office noticed some inaccuracies with posted unofficial results at 4 a.m. on Tuesday. They immediately reviewed the results, and Antrim County's Clerk's Office had been working around the clock to identify the, what caused the inaccuracies. Uh, the printed tablets did not match. So he basically, uh, he when we were watching this closely, this all the digital soldiers were able to find all the voting irregularities that were happening and being reported in real time. And we all started trying to get this information out there, but the media made sure to make sure that uh, none of us, none of that information got out there. Um, Rudy Giuliani on December 4th, 2020 tweeted this big win for honest elections. Antrim County judge in Michigan orders forensic examination of 22 dominion voting systems. Uh, this is uh, where the untrustworthy uh, Dominion machine flipped 6,000 votes from Trump to Biden. Spiking of the votes by Dominion happened all over the state and all over the country. On Sunday morning, Trump attorney Jenna Ellis confirmed that Trump campaign has access to the 22 voting machines. She had this to say on December 6th. Pete is that a judge actually granted our team access to 22 of the Dominion voting machines for us to conduct a forensic audit. So if you remember, this is the county that had the switch of uh, 6,000 votes from President Trump to Joe Biden, and that was an unexplained and so-called glitch. And so our team is going to be able to go in this morning at about 8.30 and we'll be there for about eight hours to conduct that forensic examination, and we'll have the results in about 48 hours, and that'll tell us a lot about about these machines. Indeed it did. On May 4th, 2021, Antrim County plaintiffs introduced new evidence in the 2020 election case. Experts were able to compromise data and flip votes. Matt, Matt DiPerno, um, with some tweets on that front showing exactly the numbers and how they were flipped. Here is the, the visual that he has with that. Let me get this up here. Current registered 4-6-2021, 20, 
21,935. Total registers, 24,000. Imagine if someone wanted to move Michigan from red to pink and then run the media narrative that people just can't, don't like Trump. I can show you how to switch 160,000 votes at the precinct level. And I can support the flip with tabulator tapes at the precinct that are different than the paper ballots. Do you think our representatives will wake up? Everyone needs to call their senators today and tell them what the truth is about this release. On May 17th, Michigan attorney says anyone with anyone with access to voting machine tabulators can change an election and backdate their cheating. Uh, this is Matt DePerno, two minutes Roughly two minutes. And I'll tell you something we discovered this weekend. We can now... I know you can't hear that because I can barely hear that. Hold on a sec. Let me boost out of the uh, audio on that. That's going to have to go way up. Um, Let's try that. And let's try that. And I'll tell you something we discovered this weekend. We can now show that after the election is done, someone, anyone really, who has access to those tabulators can reopen the election, run more ballots through the tabulator, print off a new tabulator tape with the new ballots, and backdate that tape to November 3rd. The Philippines have saved it. We can do that at any time. Now that directly affects the way our counties canvass. Remember, if you, the way canvassing works, you look at that tabulator tape compared to your poll books and the EMS. If the number of voters match on that tabulator tape compared to the poll book, they will certify your election. But to be able to discover that someone can re-enter that tabulator, run another election after the election day by stuffing ballots. And we've done this up to over 28 ballots we were able to do in, in small little sequences, just as test runs. You can do 100 if you want, you could do 1,000, you could probably do a million. But then to backdate that tabulator tape shows significant potential for fraud. And I go back to the beginning where I talked to you in the the beginning. It's the Secretary of State's job to run tests on these machines and to run tests on this source code. And she has failed to do this. My team should not be the people discovering this. We're doing the work of the FBI and the Department of Justice, and we've done it in six months. And we've done it in six months. All right, so if you could not hear that very good, in summary, we can show that after the election is done, someone, anyone really who has access to those tabulators can reopen the election, run more ballots through the tabulator, print off a new tabulator tape, which will certify the election, with a new balance and backdate that tape to November 3rd. That's what he's saying the vulnerability is, that you can rerun the election at any point on any machine and make the tabulators match. That's why in the announcement it says, 
You know, it says it's, it's never been proven. CISA has no evidence that these vulnerabilities have been exploited in any elections. The reason why there's no evidence, you freaking morons, <laughs> uh, is because they can change the tabulator tape to make it look like there's no problem. And then the algorithm that's built into the system that changed the votes from Trump to to uh, Biden, you can't see it. It's built into the, to the source code. On June 9th, 2021, Matt DiPerno t- tweeted this. We've been lied to. The Antrim County Election Management System, EMS, was remotely and successfully logged into anonymously on 11-5-2020 at 5.55 p.m. And again, on 11-7-2020 at 5.16 p.m. Yes, that is correct. Remotely. Those dates are significant because they correspond directly to the dates the county and the Secretary of State were trying to correct the inter- intentional computer problems that subverted the election. These logons appear to have escalated privileges at the time of the logon. Again, remotely. But we were but we were told there was no internet connection. In an accredited system, an anonymous user should not be authorized by the accreditation authority but would instead be required to enter a specific username and password to utilize the system. We were told that that you could not access remotely. In summary is what it says. Let me see if I can get that last part. Freaking Twitter. I hate Twitter. I'm never going back to Twitter. Oh, you suck. (laughs) I got to try to get the whole thread before it does that. Stupid thing. No, not more. All right, screw it. So that's that. Uh, And then finally, just to wrap the show up for a nice little bowl today, because, um, you know, again, the the. uh, I can't remember his name, the professor that did this, we we played the video yesterday, but just for the sake of, you know, putting this show together uh, for the podcast, we're thank you. Is this the heck is your name again? Uh, Helderman. All right. Let me find that Helderman video. It's uh, like five minutes. So I want to play that. Uh, and then we'll, we'll go to uh, talking. We'll see what's going on with the Navarro news as well. Here is his testimony saying the systems can be hacked. Chairman Burr, Vice Chairman Warner and members of the committee Thank you for inviting me to speak with you today about the security of U.S. elections. I'm a professor of computer science and have spent the last 10 years studying the electronic voting systems that our nation relies on. My conclusion from that work is that our highly computerized election infrastructure is vulnerable to sabotage and even to cyber attacks that could change votes. These realities risk making our election results more difficult for the American people to trust. I know America's voting machines are vulnerable because my colleagues and I have hacked them repeatedly as part of a decade of research studying the technology that operates elections and learning how to make it stronger. We've created attacks that can spread from machine to machine like a computer virus and silently change election outcomes. We've studied touchscreen and optical scan systems and in every single case, 
we've found ways for attackers to sabotage machines and to steal votes. These capabilities are certainly within reach for America's enemies. As you know, states choose their own voting technology. And while some states are doing well with security, others are alarmingly vulnerable. This puts the entire nation at risk. In close elections, an attacker can probe the most important swing states or swing counties, find areas with the weakest protection, and strike there. In a close election year, changing a few votes in key uh, localities could be enough to tip national results. The key lesson from 2016 is that these threats are real. We've heard that Russian efforts to target voter registration systems um, struck 21 states, and we've seen reports detailing efforts to spread an attack from an election technology vendor to local election offices. Attacking vendors and municipalities could have put Russia in a position to sabotage equipment on election day, causing machines or poll books to fail, and causing long lines or disruption. They could have engineered this chaos to have a partisan effect by striking places that lean heavily towards one candidate. Some say the fact that voting machines aren't directly connected to the Internet makes them secure, but unfortunately this is not true. Voting machines are not as distant from the Internet as they may seem. Before every election, they need to be programmed with races and candidates. That programming is created on a desktop computer, then transferred to voting machines. If Russia infiltrated these election management computers, it could have spread a vote-stealing attack to vast numbers of machines. I don't know how far Russia got um, uh, or whether they managed to interfere with equipment on election day, but there's no doubt that Russia has the technical ability to commit widespread attacks against our voting system, as do other hostile nations. I agree with James Comey uh, when he warned here two weeks ago, we know they're coming after America and they'll be back. We must start preparing now. Fortunately, there's a broad consensus among cybersecurity experts about measures that would make America's election infrastructure much harder to attack. I've co-signed a letter that I've entered into the record from over 100 leading computer scientists, security experts, and election officials that recommends three essential steps. First, we need to upgrade obsolete and vulnerable voting machines, such as paperless touchscreens, and replace them with optical scanners that count paper ballots. Uh, This is a technology that 36 states already use. Paper provides a physical record of the vote that simply can't be hacked. President Trump made this point well on Fox News the morning morning of the election. He said, there's something really nice about the old paper ballot system. You don't worry about hacking. Second, we need to use the paper to make sure that the computer results are right. This is a common-sense quality control, and it should be routine. Using what's known as a risk-limiting audit, Officials can check a small random sample of the ballots to quickly and affordably provide high assurance that the election outcome was correct. Only two states, Colorado and New Mexico, currently conduct audits that are robust enough to reliably detect cyber attacks. Lastly, we need to harden our systems against sabotage and raise the bar for attacks of all sorts by conducting comprehensive threat assessments and applying cybersecurity best practices to the design of voting equipment and the management of elections. These are affordable fixes. 
Replacing insecure paperless voting machines nationwide would cost $130 to $400 million. Running risk-limiting audits nationally for federal elections would cost less than $20 million a year. These amounts are vanishingly small compared to the national security improvement they'd buy. State and local election officials have an extremely difficult job, even without having to worry about cyber attacks by hostile governments. But the federal government can make prudent investments to help them secure elections and uphold voters' confidence. We all want election results that we can trust. If Congress works closely with the states, we can upgrade our election infrastructure in time for 2018 and 2020. But if we fail to act, I think it's only a matter of time until a major election is disrupted or stolen in a cyber attack. You think? Thank you for the opportunity to testify today and for your leadership on this critical matter. Thank you for predicting the future. Good work. Um, Searching for one more thing uh, to wrap this up with. That's Brennan's notes. Um, That's Brennan's notes. I'm looking for DNI Reckless memo. I thought I had it. Uh, his, his, his memo that talked about foreign interference. I'm pretty sure I got it here somewhere. Hold on. Stand by one sec. Um, just kind of wanted to spend some time on this today. Uh, because the media is spinning, of course, you know, the media is spinning this like crazy. So I'm just doing my best to get the counter narrative out there. Uh, what was this? Declassification. This one's too old. Yeah, this is my obligation to review declassification requests. Uh, Today, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence declassified transcripts concerning Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, John Ratcliffe, May 29, 2020. All right, so there's that. Um, We pretty much got that all, everything we need to get covered there. Uh, Let me check in with you guys here in the chat, see how you guys are doing out there, and then we'll move to uh, talk about what's going on with Navarro. Um, I have definitely have some very interesting thoughts on this that I think you guys need to hear um, and look for this to be what's what probably will end up happening uh, in the very near future. Pride Month. Fuck off. How's that sound? Um, <laughs> Pride Month. I got to I got I to gotta look at the shit on my TV, on my screen on the U.S. Department of Defense. Uh, excuse me. Department of Justice website. Fucking assholes. All right, uh, let's see here. Who cares? Yeah, I got you. Ocean, Oceanify, that is pretty big, right? Uh, RP4L says, Ma Russia, indeed. Let's go brain in cyber attacks from its own damn government. Yeah, or at least, uh, you know, paid for by our own, own damn government. That's for sure. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they used, you know, foreign actors hired. You know how you can hire them on the dark web to get stuff done. So it would not surprise me if that's kind of how it went down, maybe even in Ukraine. Hello, Just Mojo. Driving, drive safely, please. Good to see you out there. Um, he- hello, Hank. Hope all is well. Uh, knock my socks off out there hanging out as well. And thank you for dropping the links, uh, Chris, as well. Uh, thought you'd be here <laughs> as well. Hugs abound out there. Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, let's see here. Johnny B's out there hanging out. Uh, Deplora, Laura, and Weezy Go. Just, just kind of hanging out today on a Friday. I've noticed you guys are always pretty busy on Fridays. I've, and that's why I kind of just have it as, as a chill session. We just kind of re- relax and I'll pop back over to Telegram and see what's going on over there. And um, this Navarro stuff I have, let's see, where is it at? Do I have it next in the list? No, it's here. Former Trump aide Navarro indicted for defying January 6th panel. <laughs> 
Ah, this is going to be so good, dude. (laughs) Can you say boomerang? Ponder this thought for a second. The January 6th panel is unconstitutional. Everybody understands that, right? It is not legal in any form of the word. And when that gets challenged constitutionally, guess what happens? The January 6th panel gets disbanded. Now, this is going to play itself out probably in the courts and into the Supreme Court, I would guess. I'm not sure how far this is going to go. But you, the, the story here is Peter Navarro taking an arrow for America. Here's the AP press release. Let's read it and see what it says because I, you guys know I, I like reading AP because they're going to do their spins in here, and I want to see how they're going to spin this. So let's see. Former Trump White House official Peter Navarro was indicted Friday on contempt charges after defying a subpoena from the House panel investigation the January 6th uh, uh, attack on the U.S. Capitol. Navarro is former President Donald Trump's second aide to be charged with the contempt of Congress for refusing to cooperate on the January 6th investigation. His arrest comes months after the indictment of former White House advisor Steve Bannon. Navarro, 72, was charged with one uh, contempt count for failing to appear for a deposition before the House committee and a second charge for failing to produce documents to the committee as requested. During an initial court appearance on Friday, Navarro alleged the Justice Department had committed prosecutorial misconduct and said that he was told he could not contact anyone after he was approached by an FBI agent at, a, at the airport on Friday and put in handcuffs. He said he was arrested while trying to board a flight to Nashville, Tennessee for a television appearance. Who are these people? This is not America, Navarro said. I was a distinguished public servant for four years. During the hearing, he said the House committee was a sham committee uh, and that the prosecutors were playing hardball and were despicable. If convicted, each charge carries a minimum sentence of a, of a month in jail and a maximum of a, of a year behind bars. The indictment underscores that the Justice Department is continuing to pursue criminal charges against Trump associates who have attempted to impede or stonewall the work of congressional investigators examining the most significant attack on U.S. democracy in decades. Another way to say that, and the correct way to say that, is that this committee does not have legitimate legislative or legal ability to be in session. So therefore, it is illegitimate at its basis. That's another way to say it. And another way to say it is they should be investigating the false flag that was perpetrated by the government against democracy. The Justice Department and Attorney General Merrick Garland have faced pressure to move more quickly to decide whether to prosecute other Trump aides who have similarly defied subpoenas from the House panel. The, indi- the indictment alleges that Navarro, when summoned to appear before the committee for a deposition, refused to do so and instead told the panel that because Trump had invoked executive privilege, my hands are tied. After committee staff told him they believed there were topics he could discuss without raising any executive, executive privilege concerns, Navarro again refused, directing the committee to negotiate directly with lawyers for Trump, according to the indictment. The committee went ahead with its scheduled deposition on March 12th, and Navarro did not, atten- uh, did not attend. The indictment came days after Navarro revealed in a court filing that he has also had uh, been subpoenaed to appear before a grand jury this week as part of the Justice Department's sprawling probe into the deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. 
Quote, this was a preemptive strike by the prosecution against that lawsuit, Navarro told Magistrate Judge Zaya Farakui. (laughs) Great. During his court appearance, quote, it simply flies in the face of good faith and due process. Now, this court filing is we're going to look into this in just a second here. Navarro, who was a trade advisor to Trump, said he served uh, he was served the subpoena by the FBI at his Washington, D.C. home last week. The subpoena was the first known instance of prosecutors seeking testimony from someone who worked in the Trump White House as they investigate the insurrection, the attack, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Prosecutors said the indictment was handed down Thursday night. Navarro made the case in his lawsuit Tuesday that the House Select Committee investigating the attack is unlawful and therefore a subpoena is issued to him in February is unenforceable under the law. He filed suit against members of the committee, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the, uh, and the U.S. Attorney in Washington, Matthew Graves, whose office is now handling the criminal case against him. In an interview with the Associated Press this week, Navarro said the goal of his lawsuit is much broader than the subpoenas themselves, part of an effort to have the Supreme Court address a number of issues that have come with the weaponization of Congress investigatory powers since Trump entered office. That is exactly what he is trying to do here. That's how we're going to read that. Members of the select committee sought testimony from Navarro about his public efforts to help Trump overturn the 2020 election, including a call trying to persuade state legislatures to join their efforts. The former economics professor was one of the White House staffers who promoted Trump's baseless claims of massless of mass voter fraud. You have to have that in there. The baseless claims of mass voter fraud. After I just spent uh, 45 minutes showing you that voter fraud happened and exists and did overturn this election. Trump, in turn, promoted a lengthy report Navarro released in December of 2020, which Navarro falsely claimed uh, contained evidence of alleged misconduct and election fraud more than sufficient to swing the victory to, to his former boss. Falsely claimed it contained evidence. How do you know it's falsely, AP? Hey, AP, how do you know it's falsely? Did your editor put falsely in there? Because if you, if you wrote the sentence that said, which Navarro claimed contained evidence of alleged misconduct and election fraud that was more than sufficient to swing the victory to his former boss, then that falsely thing in there is just a nice little subtle thing for people to read, isn't it? It's a nice little way to change the narrative into a nice cozy little thing where everybody's like, yeah, our elections are the most secure elections in history. Navarro has refused to cooperate with the committee, and he and his fellow Trump advisor Dan Scavino were found in contempt of Congress in April. Members of the committee made their case at the time that Scavino and Navarro were among just a handful of people who had rebuffed the committee's request for subpoenas. Uh, Justice Department has not yet moved forward with charges against Scavino or Meadows, who initially cooperated with the media with the committee, turning over more than 2,000 text messages sent and received in the days leading up to the attack. The attack. You got to call it the attack too. You know, you, you can't call it the, a protest because that's not. No, no, no. It w- it's not a protest. Not not at all. It's an. It was an attack wherein the Capitol Police invited the attackers into the building. But in December, Meadows ceased cooperation. Federal prosecutors have not yet indicted, indicated whether uh, he too will be charged. Despite the opposition from several Trump allies in the January 6th panel, compromised of seven Democrats and two Republicans, he managed to interview more than 1,000 witnesses about the insurrection. So there you go. There's that. Now, this lawsuit uh, was filed on May 31st. 
Navarro subpoenaed by, or no, this, this says ex-Trump advisor Peter Navarro subpoenaed by the DOJ's 1-6 probe. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> look at the way they write this one. Former Trump advisor Peter Navarro revealed in a court filing on Tuesday afternoon that he has been subpoenaed to appear before a grand jury this week as part of the Justice Department's sprawling probe into the deadly insurrection at the Capitol. The deadly insurrection at the Capitol. In an 88-page filing, Navarro claims the House Select Committee investigating his attack is unlawful. You want to... You, you want to you want to just go ahead and drop drop the link in there for for that? No, no, no. We can't. We don't. We don't do that here in the AP. Why would Why would you want to have actual like the the document themselves? No, no. We don't do that. So there's that. Um, this in Navarro said it in the in his uh, in in that article. He's doing this. He's taking an arrow for Americans. It's it's um. And then what happens? Right. <laughs> Uh, they retaliate. Let's see here. This is 7 a.m. from just the news. Um, let's see. What's this gateway pundit? Um, the Navarro. Okay. So remember the Navarro report. We covered that. The, the three volumes of the Navarro report. Um, if you haven't read that, by the way, it is the proof that Peter Navarro is talking about that there was more than enough fraud in this election to overturn it. So if you don't have that for your records, please grab that and spread that far and wide. This is the reason why Peter Navarro is being persecuted right now because he has proof that the election was manipulated. Um, this from just the news today. Um, files lawsuit over grand jury subpoena. Okay. So let's see what this says here. Former, uh, this was released on May 30th. All right. So former Trump white house trade advisor, Peter Navarro filed a lawsuit challenging a grand jury subpoena that would compel him to testify about the January 6th Capitol protest. The House January 6th committee issued a subpoena to Navarro in February and accused him of working with Trump strategist Steve Bannon to develop and implement a plan to delay Congress's certification of and ultimately change the outcome of the 2020 presidential election, according to Politico. Defendants named by Navarro in the 88-page lawsuit. See how that works, AP? You just you put a link to it right there. Boom. How amazing how that works. Isn't that crazy how you just you, you drop the link of the information right there for you to see? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I plan of Dr. Peter Navarro. How this this is eighty eight pages, eighty eight pages. So yeah. <laughs> Where did it go? Oh, it it changed my uh, browser. All right, uh, so there's the, the lawsuits in this article. I'll get this article out there to you guys. Uh, defendants named by Navarro in his 88-page lawsuit includes uh, Nancy Pelosi, all members of the January 6th Committee, and U.S. Attorney for Washington, D.C., Matthew Graves. 
Representing himself, Navarro argues the January 6th committee is neither duly authorized nor properly constituted, and therefore its legislative acts, including a subpoena issued to me, are therefore ultra veras, unlawful, and unenforceable. Absolutely. (laughs) And I hope this does go to the Supreme Court. He wrote that last week, two FBI agents banged loudly on my door in the early morning hours to present me with a fruit of the poisonous tree grand jury subpoena. He focused on how the subpoena was, um, quote, including but not limited to any communications with former President Trump and or his counsel and or representative, unquote. A grand jury subpoena against Navarro um, be the hard, harshest step taken against Trump White House in retaliation for the January 6th protest. In his filing, Navarro mentions that what would happen if the committee prevails and Democrats are no longer in power, quote, if this case, if in this case, the committee and Joe Biden are able to effectively establish the principle that an incumbent can strip his predecessor of both executive privilege and testimonial immunity, just imagine what will happen to Joe Biden and his advisors if Republicans win the White House and House in 2024, he wrote. In fact, I don't need to imagine this repeat of the strategic game. If I'm not dead or in prison, I will lead the charge. <laughs> Peter Navarro with some fire right there uh, and some good stuff for sure. Uh, and yes, indeed. Thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, Peter Navarro did. He wrote a book about this, right? Uh, I think he's got it in his telegram. Let's see here. Um, I don't see it. PeterNavarro.com. Here is, um, if you want to help support him, because he is taking an arrow for us, uh, Trump's America, Taking Back Trump's America by Peter Navarro, Why We Lost the White House and How We Will Win It Back is the book. If you want to help support him or just help spread the word, there's that link as well. Hey, Jane. Good to see you out there. Hope all is well. Patriot ladies out there as well hanging out today. Good to see you guys out there today. So there you go. There's the Peter Navarro stuff. And um, I I love that AP had to print... (laughs) What he says in here, um, where, where is, I want to quote what he says in here again one more time. In the interview with the Associated Press, Navarro said the goal of his lawsuit is much broader than the subpoenas themselves. Part of an effort to have the Supreme Court, court <laughs> quote the Supreme Court address a number of issues that have come with the weaponization of Congress's investigatory power since Trump entered office. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That is going to be very interesting. So there you go. There's the summary of the Peter Navarro stuff. Uh, we are at the top of the hour already. So thanks, thanks for hanging out here today, guys. Uh, we got lots more to get to. We got to talk about the Great Reset one more time. You want to see? Want to hear a good article about the Great Reset that my cousin sent me? I think you guys will love this. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. Uh, there's also the phone lines are open if anybody wants to call in anytime. Uh, what do I have up for today? Um, let's see. Peter Strzok's meltdown, the Great Reset stuff. Uh, we got Peter Navarro covered, so I can I can dump that. 
Uh, I'm gonna show you a thread that Just Human Seven uh, rent uh, read last night, and I uh, a great patriot that I think you guys should see. Um, Trump world plots January sixth counter programming blitz. We're gonna talk about that. Um, as Nancy Pelosi is going to do her crap out there again. Um, New York carp, cop arrested with fake badge, body armor, and high-capacity magazines outside the U.S. Capitol. Uh, we're going to read that story and see what's going on there. And then that's we'll just go through uh, t- uh, True Social and Twitch and see what's going on out there for, for uh, breaking news on this Friday evening. Usually we get a couple things that pop in uh, while we're live here at the five o'clock hour. So we'll check in on breaking news to here in just a moment and see what's going on over there. So, uh, UK Patriots out there, Trex, good to see you as well. Thanks for being here today, guys over there on Twitch. Appreciate it very much. I hope you guys are, uh, all, I hope all is well for all you guys out there. And what do you have planned for the weekend? It's supposed to be a pretty nice weekend here. We'll get some rain, uh, I think tomorrow night, but it's supposed to be a nice weekend here in Wisconsin. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and doing some stuff this weekend. What do you guys got planned? Just going to ch- chill mode this weekend. You got anything planned or, you, or what do you have going on? Navarro is a great guy, but he has more dough than I have. <laughs> I know Marauder. Uh, I know. Uh, we know, we all know it makes you feel better when they show you what clowns they are daily. I hear you. They are not only an embarrassment, but also a joke. I agree with you, Marauder. It's, um, they, they are in complete embarrassment. They are the laughing stock of the world. It's just funny that they don't realize it. I don't, <laughs> maybe they do and they just don't care. I don't know. <laughs> Shonjo brother. Thank you for the, for the cookie again. I appreciate you, man. Um, Tam Growl, Mez, Vinny, thank you guys all out there for the Gold Pills, 2251 Gold Pills today, and a good crowd hanging out there over there on on, uh, on the Foxhole. Thanks, guys. Uh, all the lurkers out there on Tiger Network and on DLive as well. I think, let's see, we got the DLive crowd. We got a few of you over there on DLive today. Uh, yeah, they banned me because I had too much truth, so they banned, they demonetized me again. So do me a favor, take all your money out of DLive and put it into like a different platform, with, you know, that you uh, that uh, doesn't stifle free speech, you know what I'm saying? And a few over there on Facebook lurking as well. Thanks for being here today, guys. Um, let's go check in with, uh, true social here. I got a couple things I wanted to show you, uh, over there today. Um, my life is, is really starting to t- take a turn for the surreal, man. It really, it really freaking is, uh, much love, uh, Patriot lady. I'm glad you're here. Um, so, <laughs> you know, like I said, cash Patel, Zach has cash Patel on last week or on Monday. I'm on there on Thursday and then today, uh, some um, Joe M says hello. Um, I, I I just love Joe M. He's been somebody who I've really respected for a long time. I didn't realize that uh, that he was out there lurking some days. So um, Captain Keschel, let's go check in with uh, True Social here real quick. See what's going on with him. We'll get to this other news real quick. I am told Be- <laughs> Captain Keschel put this out an hour ago, right before I went live. I am told Beto O'Rourke was bitten by a German shepherd after his gun-grabbing speech a few days ago. Sources inform me the dog spent the rest of the afternoon licking its ass to get the taste of communist out of its mouth. (laughs) Oh, Seth Cashel with a hilarious commentary today. He's been doing just freaking amazing work out there, man. So why is this not working? What, did he have to delete it? <laughs> yep. All right, so there's that. Let me show you this. Um, 
So the storm has arrived 17 on true social. Happy Friday, Patriots. What's the most important part of the info war information? Duh. So I thought I would share some of my favorite podcasters, live streamers to help spread the, their good work. I'll try to do this more often, but I'll start with a few in your, I'm your moderator daily podcast, just human daily live stream at uncensored Abe, some goofball always on here running his mouth daily live stream steak for breakfast. I haven't heard of that one. And I'd like to check that one out actually. And then red pill 78 daily go listen to these Patriots and feel free to share your faves below to be listed. Number one by, uh, Joe M the storm has arrived. 17 is an honor and a pleasure. God bless you. Thank you for the shout out. It really means a lot to me. And then to be, Listed with Chris Paul's I'm Your Moderator podcast, who has a huge following and is a great patriot that I try to listen to as much as I can. Uh, it is surreal, to say the least, to be interacting with Chris Paul, man. So uh, that happened to, That happened on uh, True Social. Let me show you. Uh, I, I put um, I dropped the link. Oh, thank you, uh, Tina, for dropping the link out there today. Uh, let's see. I put a link into Chris Paul's uh, chat and he liked it. So I want to show you the link. I, I always appreciate, he was one of the greatest ball players. I used to love watching him because of his skills, man. He's just something special to watch back in the day. I'm sure he can still <laughs> run circles around my ass. That's how good he was. But, uh, here, in case you don't know, I'm your moderator. This is Chris Paul's skills right here. Check this shit out. Watch the, watch him dribble video unavailable. What? How's that work? Watch on YouTube. Yes, that's the plan. So here, check out. Watch him dribble right here. He's number three right there. Ball against Magruder. Uses the pick. Gets the freedom. Against Magruder. Uses the pick. Gets the freedom. Scores a jump shot. That's all Eric Spolster can do. Who has two championship rings was applaud the defense of his young Magruder, saying not much else you, you can see do. that shit. It's glitching right in the right went right in the move, <laughs> right there. Watch it one more time. It's it's slick right here, and then when I watch this, watch the ball right here. <laughs> so sick, dude. Oh man. Or not. I knew that. I was talking to myself. 
Still waiting on Peter Navarro to exit from the courthouse. Of course. Now the Newsmax one isn't coming up. That's an hour ago. Where'd it go? I wanted to hear what he had to say. Hmm. That's on. That's not. That's before. That's not today. Uh, Gateway Pundit has this. No, it disappeared. It did. Dagnabbit. They're supposed to be. Is somebody else to be talking? What is what is actually going on here? <laughs> uh, I wanted to see that. It looked like it was um, today from Peter Navarro, and then it just disappeared on me. See that? See if I can find it again. Try the Fox News one that, that just happened. Oh, okay, I'll try that one. Let me just see if I can if it's still here. It looked like it was uh Newsmax just like just released. Yeah, here it is. He put on Liz Cheney and and, uh, and Adam Kinzinger, who I argue in the civil suit obviously have score settling and access to grind. These are ultra virus, unenforceable, unlawful subpoenas. And that committee uh, should never have been formed. I blame, as much as I blame Pelosi and Schiff and Raskin, I also blame Kevin McCarthy. He, he knew right at the outset that they were breaking the rules and he didn't stand up right then. And shame on Kevin McCarthy. Now he's got his own subpoena. It'd be interesting to see whether they hold him in contempt, whether he winds up over here. I doubt it. He put on Liz Cheney and... and uh, <sighs> The persecution continues. Um, there's that. Let me check the other, like you said, let me check the Fox News one too. See if there's anything else out there. Peter Navarro is a patriot indeed. That's uh, not that's not the one here. This is the one says he takes seriously the allegations. Now, Navarro says the DOJ colluded with the White House and Congress. The committee investigating the riot has long pursued testimony from Trump administration officials. Peter Navarro becomes the second figure prosecuted by the DOJ, arrested and handcuffed. The House has held Navarro and former aides Dan Scavino, Mark Meadows and Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena. But until today, only Bannon faced prosecution. Bannon claimed it was all political. All together, guys, remember, we're here today. What we're doing is taking on the illegitimate Biden regime. Don't ever let this noise up here take you off message. Navarro argues the House committee isn't valid, so he's suing the House. However, the House impaneled the committee under a vote authorized by the Constitution. This is... A committee that's illegitimate, dispensing illegal, unenforceable subpoenas, that its legislative acts um, have uh, have been uh, illegal and unenforceable. 
After the House votes to hold someone in contempt, it's up to the DOJ to decide to prosecute. Scavino and Meadows have yet to face prosecution. It's not Congress that's making that decision. It's the Department of Justice. And, and one thing I learned in, in, in my time at the White House is if the Department of Justice is coming after you, you better have the ability to talk to them. And you shouldn't just simply take the attitude that both Bannon and Navarro apparently have, which is, you know, get lost because uh, they have the ability to enforce their, their, uh, their actions. Just because you worked at the White House doesn't mean you automatically get executive privilege. That's why the House voted to hold Bush-era aides Josh Bolton and Harriet Myers in contempt in 2008. They eventually reached an agreement to testify. The House 1-6 committee holds the first of several major hearings. Coming soon to a clown town hall near you. Uh, OG Mary, how does your muted meathead? I'll do that for you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll get it done. There's a bunch of stuff I want to do on Twitch. I'm going to work on the show this weekend, I think, when it's raining. We'll see. Um, it's been so nice out. I want to get back out there and get some more stuff done. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, so there's that. And they're supposed to have a hearing here pretty soon. <laughs> You're muted, meathead. Um, Trump world plots January 6th counter-programming blitz. This is a scoop from Axios that came out, uh, I believe it was today. So let's check this out. Former President Trump and his allies in conjunction with top House GOP leadership and conservative groups have begun pulling documents and coordinating a behind-the-seats effort to counter-program the January 6th committee's televised hearing this month. Uh, Axios has learned why it matters. Republicans face a daunting challenge in the coming messaging war. The committee has been building toward this moment for months hoping to use the blockbuster summer hearings to paint a vivid picture of how close Trump and his supporters came to subverting democracy. Republicans are plotting to, com to complete uh, to compete with wall-to-wall -wall cable coverage by using their own platforms to argue the committee is a partisan fishing expedition that lacks legal legitimacy, as we just covered. It is true. It lacks legal legitimacy. That framing will be central to their hopes of defanging whatever negative revelations come to light during the hearings. What we're hearing from Axios, Trump and his inner circle will rely heavily on members of Congress, from House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to Representatives Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, and Elise Stefaniak, Stefanik, um, to drive counter-programming sources familiar with their, with, so sources familiar with their planning tells Axios. Trump himself has not ruled out making some sort of appearance. One of the sources say people close to Trump have been working closely with members of Congress, the RNC and outside groups, like conservative political action conference to collaborate on their offensive narrative. Matt Schlaff, um, the former White House political director and chairman of CPAC has been a leader in the effort. Also, a crucial component is ensuring that surrogates have the tools they need to fight back. According to Republicans, that includes digging up old documents and logs from the White House to help provide Trump surrogates with a full picture of what happened both in the lead up to and on January 6th. What the watch says Axios. These surrogates will be fanning the airwaves, especially on networks and social media platforms they feel are more favorable to their cause. That includes Fox News, War Room, Real America's Voice, Facebook, and Trump's own True Social and Save America PAC. 
Members of Congress and other conservative influencers are planning to write op-eds and push their own rapid responses to their personal social media accounts, which, which witnesses the committee calls to testify publicly will dictate the coordinated response, the sources say. Uh, the details... Members of House Republican leadership and would-be GOP members of the January 6th committee are planning to meet early next week to go over a potential strategy. Two senior uh, congressional aides tell Axios, Jordan and Banks, whom House Speaker Nancy Pelosi barred from the January 6th panel last year, will seek to hammer the message that the committee lacks merit and legitimacy and is hyper-partisan, one of the aides uh, emphasized. Indeed, it is. Another leading point Republicans plan to make is that the priorities of the Democrats are out of touch with what Americans and most are concerned about, which is inflation, spiking gas prices, baby formula shortages, and their uh, programmed mass shootings. They're betting voters have January 6th fatigue, says the White House GOP leadership. We've got to be rigid and responsible, but a lot of Republicans think if Dems want to just talk about January 6th between now and the midterms, good luck. The RNC has also circulated a one-page memo outlining his messaging points, according to a copy of the document obtained by Axios and first reported by Vox. The talking points include RNC goals and requests from Trump. Attack Nancy Pelosi's committee and its members, portraying them as partisan, illegitimate, and a distraction for the real issues. Uh, agreed. There's no reason to really have to even like uh, say that. It's, it, it, they, it is partisan and illegitimate. Brand these as rigged hearings and define Democrats as being the real election deniers, indeed. And then shape coverage on networks and conservative channels. Use a studio so that when the committee takes a break, we would stream on FPOTUS channels. Between the lines, Republicans have uh, so far sought to avoid drawing attention to the January 6th, what they're saying, blah, 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 blah. No one cares what you guys have to say. Uh, so that is when is that is that supposed to be uh, on the sixth? Do you know? Do you guys know when she's planning on doing this crap off the top of your head? Um, because I plan on being active <laughs> in the counter programming <laughs> blitz. So we're gonna do something too uh, here on the channel whenever Nancy Pelosi does her bullshit. So we'll see. We'll figure something out and, uh, one way or another, we'll, uh, maybe we'll just play the 2000 mules movie. and can do something like that. If I can get my computer fixed, that is piece of crap. It's always something, you know what I mean? The damn thing worked great for four freaking years, three years actually. And now all of a sudden I move and it's being a pain in the ass. That's how life goes. You know that? Uh, Chris Schaus, uh, sent this to me. I want to have it play it for you guys. Check this out. Stand by one. Let me fix the audio on this. One minute of your time from a great veteran. Okay. This is going to be one of the most important videos I've ever done. Please like, please share, duet, download. I don't care, but we need to get the word out there, especially for the elderly population. So I did receive one of these misleading ballot applications in the mail. It does look very official. However... It's a nonprofit. Government agencies are not nonprofits. Now, pay attention to this right here, Lionel Drip. Here's his LinkedIn right here. As you can see, the Voter Participation Center is in his bio, and he's a member of the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. So I did a little research and come to find out this isn't anything new. It's been done before in Wisconsin successfully, so why not implement it nationwide? I mean, hey, they just want my Social Security number, right? No big deal. Just give it to them. So let's say I return this. I get another ballot from the nonprofit. I fill that out for President Trump. They don't like that I voted for President Trump, so they don't submit my vote. 
See, President Trump has been right since day one. Please, for the love of God, share this information or they've already won. Good stuff, Chris. Thank you for that video. That is okay. This is going to be one of the most important, <laughs> very important story for sure. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, how this plays itself out. All right. Um, Bill Barr, new remarks about Durham. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, just checking in over here. Okay. Bill Barr's new remarks about Durham make Peter Strzok meltdown. This, I got to see. <laughs> All right. Here is uh, Bill Barr's remarks. I'm sure you guys have seen Attorney this General, just, just to set it up. Do you any way responsible for how this Durham situation's unfolding? And are you disappointed in John Durham? No, I'm very proud of uh, John Durham, and I, I do take responsibility for his appointment, and I think he and his team did a, an exceptionally able job both digging out very important facts and presenting a compelling case to the jury. Uh, and the fact that uh, he, well, while he did not succeed in getting a conviction from the D.C. jury, I think he accomplished something far more important which is he uh, brought out the truth in two important areas. Uh, first, I think he crystallized uh, the central role played by the Hillary campaign in launching as a dirty trick the whole Russiagate uh, collusion narrative and, and, and fanning the flames of it. Uh, and second, I think he exposed uh, really dreadful behavior by the supervisors in the FBI, the senior ranks of the FBI, who knowingly used this information to start an investigation of Trump and then duped their own agents by lying to them and refusing to tell them what the real source of that information was. And that Jackpot. That's a pretty good summary right there of, of everything. Um, and so there's that bar continued, so forth and so on. Um, Barr had previously also termed seditious what was done to the Trump team and the and the United States on the head of this. Um, perhaps cold comfort when we're looking to hold people accountable, and we wish Barr would have brought all this out when he was in office. But Barr is right that there is a greater point that was proven here that the Clinton campaign was behind smearing Trump and uh, to the media. And Sussman spread this to the FBI. Mook admitted Clinton authorized the smear to, to the media so they can no longer get around that. The Danchenko indictment is still pending, and it appeared that Durham is trying to lay the groundwork to get the smaller folks first to flip on the bigger fish. Danchenko was the key source behind the Steele dossier, and that prosecution is likely to bring out more about the start of the investigation. We also may yet see a Durham report. That lays it all out because Durham's appointment laid out that he would submit a final report for public dissemination. But guess who piped up spreading disinformation about Barr's remarks? Disgraced former FBI agent Peter Strzok. Bill, he says this, Bill Barr brazenly saying the quiet part out loud. Durham using criminal prosecutions to get out a false Russian narrative is far more important than actually achieving convictions. Peter Strzok whining a little bit here. Durham's charge wasn't only to get convictions. It was also to get the truth. And he's done that. 
That's what the Clinton team and the people on the left are upset about. Strzok claiming that Durham was getting out a false Russian narrative after all the evidence presented that showed the Clinton team's involvement in the smear is laughable. And once again, it shows how compromised he was. He can't handle the truth. Strzok got leveled by many for his spin, including Svetlana Lakova. Uh, we've written before about Lakova here. If you, I'm sure you guys know who she is. Uh, she says this, at Peter Strzok, to get your friends to describe you as a top spy catcher, documentary evidence shows you could not find your way out of a paper bag. You are just corrupt and incompetent. You hoard yourself to the highest bidder out and, and are a disgrace to your profession. Here in this, she's quote tweeting herself where she says this, your own FBI agent said the idea that the head of the DIA would have left the event with me without being reported implausible. Your own FBI agent said the idea that head of the DIA would have left the event with me without being reported implausible. And there was no derogatory info on me or general Flynn. You personally ordered to keep the investigation open and organize surveillance to get Trump. Barnett found the idea Flynn could leave an event either by himself without a matter of being not plausible. Okay, so it's she's just quoting the you know the summary of of General Flynn's innocence really, and how she was not involved with General Flynn at all. The smear, of course, was that Svetlana was having an affair and all this crap. Um, but his response shows how invested they still are in still spreading bull, even after the truth has been exposed. So there you go. That's the summary of uh, little little whiny P- Peter Struck out there running his freaking mouth again. Knowingly is your favorite word. Uh, indeed, it is my favorite word as well. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to show you this real quick. Uh, Just Human 7 uh, did a great show last night. If you haven't seen that, if you're looking for something to watch later on, uh, I recommend uh, the show he did last night. He did a great job last night. And he did a great job reading this article, or this Substack that I want to bring to you guys today from a great patriot and somebody that I find to be uh, an interesting person that I'm going to follow in the future and I'll also be reading some of his work uh, in the future to you guys. So check out that link when you, got, when you guys get time. It is uh, uh, Spartan Altsoba Patriots Newsletter. Spart- Spartan Altsoba. Uh, so check him out when you guys get time. He's got a, uh, his first one is a two-part piece about his experience in Ramadi, Iraq. Um, and if you haven't seen um, Just Human Seven, uh, read that. Uh, you should. I would watch the show. It's worth it's worth the time for sure. Uh, let's get to this. An ex. This is on was dropped at three o'clock uh, today. An ex New York cop was arrested with fake badge, body armor, and high capacity magazines outside of the U.S. Capitol, uh, according to the press release by the U.S. Capitol Police. A Michigan man who was a retired police officer from New York was arrested outside of the U.S. Capitol this morning after he was found with a fake badge, a BB gun, body armor, high-capacity magazines, and other ammunition. Let me see the pictures of this. Uh, Looks like 5.56. That's definitely a BB gun. Uh, But those look like real rounds. Um, And that looks like a real gun, too. Huh. All right, so there's, there's the pictures of it. I'll hop you in here real quick in a second, Glenn. 
Just before 5 a.m., U.S. Capitol Police patrol officers started talking to a man who had parked his 2017 Dodge Charger near Peace Circle on the west side of the Capitol. The man was identified as 53-year-old Jerome Philippe, residing in Flint, Michigan, officials write. Philippe is a retired police officer out of New York. He presented the uh, U.S. Capitol Police officers with a fake badge that had a Department of Interpol printed on it. Interesting. The Department of the Interpol printed on it. Philippe also made a statement that he was a criminal investigator with the agency, officials say. Philippe gave officers permission to search his vehicle, where the officers discovered a BB gun, two ballistic vests, several high-capacity magazines, and other ammunition in the car. According to officials, no real guns were found. Investigators are still working to determine the reason Philippe was parked near the U.S. Capitol. He's now facing charges of unlawful possession of high-capacity magazines and unrighteous Unregistered ammo? What the fuck does unregistered ammo mean? <laughs> you got to register your ammo in fucking uh, D.C.? Is that how this shit works? <laughs> He's charged with... What is the charge of unregistered ammo? I, I really got to find the answer to that. <laughs> what in the world, man? All right, so there's that. Um I got the, the the Great Reset article that we could try to get to. It's, it's a pretty interesting article. Uh, if you guys want to see that, we can hop to that here in just a second. Uh, Glenn's in here coming in to hang out real quick, so let me go ahead and hop Glenn in here and see what you got going on today. Happy Friday, Glenn. It's good to see you out there. There goes my Zoom screen. Why? Why Why can't we have a Zoom screen anymore? We, don't, we, just, we just make it go away because just, shit just doesn't want to work anymore. Why? Why would shit? Why would stuff work the way it's supposed to? No, it never because does. Because I that. came. Because I came in, Abe. What the fuck, dude? It's everything's gone to shit here. I, you've seen this stuff work like for how long now? Now all of a sudden it just ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Oh, found uh, it. Oh, right. found it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. How are you, Glenn? Oh, not too bad, Abe. I didn't want to interrupt your show while you were on a, a rant and a run, so I just said, okay, well, I'll go out here and uh, let him put me in when he's ready, uh, when he's gone through enough of what he wanted to do. Yeah, um, you know how I am Fridays. It's just kind of a chill session. I'm looking forward to watching Red Pill tonight with uh, Greg Phillips. I'm going to I'm gonna tune into that and check that shit out, so that'll be good. That'll be a good to watch. Yeah, uh, this weekend, uh, well, I got possibly a tropical uh, depression coming in that could give me some rain this weekend uh, coming out of Mexico and they say up to eight inches down by Miami up by me maybe an inch we don't know <laughs> gotcha yeah I did, I did want to show that um, real quick um, there's uh, where do you have you ever dealt with uh, any kind of tropical storms or hurricanes before or no up in New Jersey yeah, so you get the nor'easters that hit up there, huh? Yeah, once every five years or so, we get up there, and they tear apart the whole place, and uh, away we go. We, yeah. we, uh, I stayed through a couple when I was down in Florida, um, and if it got over about 120, 130-mile-an-hour winds, we got the hell out of there because um, – uh, Right, here we go. We got out of there because the power usually went out for at least three to four days. And I, I, it, if you're in Florida in the summer and the, and the power goes out, you do not want to be stuck in a disaster area or an area where there's power lines down everywhere and stuff. So that was usually my rule of thumb. If it got over 120, we're out of there. Well, I'm looking at it as 
I don't know where to go. I'm right in the uh, right in the center of center of Florida, right on the west coast. And if I go inland, Orlando, storm's going to go right past there. If I go north, storm will come up there. So where yeah. do I go? Where do I go? Well, this will be a this will probably just be a tropical storm. You'll be all right. It'll be a lot of rain, but uh, you probably won't have too many power outage things. The the, the, the local hurricane um, group down in Florida does a really good job of informing the public when the risks are the highest for power outages, and they leave it up to you if you want to stay or not. But they do the the local news down there does an excellent job of informing the public about what your best plans are and what you should do. So if they say there's no evacuation, your your best bet is just to hunker down. Yeah, I know. Plus, I got an RV, so I got power. There you go. If I need it. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I need it. Uh, now, on your Telegram. Um, Sweet shirt, by the way. Thank you. I wonder where I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on your Telegram, um, you, when you did that the other day, or yesterday, rather, uh, all we saw was this active working screen. We've got to figure out a better way for you to do it so you can bring your show onto the Telegram instead of just the one uh, screen that has all the information on it that you were clicking around all over the place on. Yeah, because now all I see is that is that one screen. Yep, you're right. I, you know what I'm going to do? How about if I share my um, OBS? People can I'm see behind sure. the scenes. You may not get audio. How how's I mean, that? Do you like that view better, where you can see the behind the scenes of my OBS? Well, that'd be good, uh, but uh, you got the problem of will it share the audio of the video you're playing? If I, I as long as I share, yes, as long as I share my audio, share system audio. There we go. Uh, so now that should be working okay over there. So if you're over there on uh, on Telegram right now, let me know how that's working for you guys. I'm not over there right now, and I can't do it because I'm already at system maximum. With I got you. So, so am I. That's why I had to close down my maps because my, my, my system said, uh, no, you don't want to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got – I usually run with so much going that if I put anything more on here, it bombs out on me. Uh, my And I've only got uh, 200 megs down and 12 megs up, so it ain't good. Yeah. It ain't – not like my old system. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I noticed in the news yesterday, I don't know if anybody has talked about it, where Biden's Department of Education, I don't want that up there. Sheesh. Um, Biden's Department of Education is trying to do all the student loan uh, reversals in the back room. Uh, they've already done $25 billion worth of student loan forgiveness, believe it or not. Really? Justin, yeah, according to the report I read yesterday. Don't ask me to bring it up because I can't find it. You know, huh. that was yesterday. That was yesterday, Abe, and you know how much we go through. Yeah, I hear you. But that is, I, they are going through with it, though, is, is the point, right? The article showed it, yes. Uh, hmm. they, they just... Uh, forgave all the loans for this one university that was proven to be a fraud. Uh, I think that was $5 billion, something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, then we got, uh, let me bring this stuff up so I can see it. Here, here's something breaking for you. Jocelyn Maxwell hires a lawyer who once represented Osama bin Laden's henchman. <laughs> 
Oh, well, what about that? Um, oh, I got something here for you. Uh, let's see. Harvey Weinstein's advisor and Mao lover, Anita Dunn, is in line to become the White House chief of staff. <laughs> One big freaking happy family, huh? Yeah. Um, and former Democrat mayor pleads guilty to ballot harvesting scheme in Arizona, so she pled guilty. Uh, Guillermo Fuentes. Yeah, that uh, she. I from what I'm hearing, she um she she gave names too. Yeah, she got caught and really bad, and she pled guilty. Yeah, uh, it was a sophisticated operation and all that other stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, I did that one already. Uh, where? Yeah, okay. I'm I'm trying to go through what I've got here. Uh, we got uh, Bilderberg is meeting. In the United States. In the United States. They're meeting here? Bilderberg meeting now in Washington, D.C., for the first time since the pandemic. That's why they have the um, barricades up in D.C. Yeah. uh, 120 of uh, Europe and North America's elite from the world of politics, business, big tech, media, and academia are convening at the notoriously secretive 68th Bilderberg meeting. From June 2nd to the 5th, uh, their agenda includes geopolitical realignment. <laughs> Can you tell me what that one is? Is that one world order? Indeed it is. NATO challenges. They want to talk about China. Indo-Pacific realignment. Sino-U.S. tech competition. In other words, is China going to get the uh, chips or are we going to get the chips? Uh, Let's see. Russia. 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 What are we going to do about Russia? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to uh, go back to what Putin offered in December and you're going to take it. That's what you're going to do. Right. Continuity of government and the economy. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that one. Uh, that is hilarious. <laughs> I saw Patel make sure he highlighted that one. That is freaking hilarious, dude. Yeah. Uh, which government? What government? Whose government? Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? You know the answer to that question is the one world government. They want to have a plan in place similar to what the United States has now that they know that the United States has a continuity of government plan. Likely in play. I bet they even know it. I bet Bilderberg knows the, t- the truth about what's really happening in America right now. Probably. Disruption of the global financial system. How are they going to screw it? Disinformation and how to best use it. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what that one is. Energy security and sustainability. Uh... The Green New Deal and carbon tax. Right. Post-pandemic health. Does that mean the pandemic is over? We can get rid of all these emergency use authorizations? No, that's planning for what's coming in in the next pandemic of of sickness throughout the world. (laughs) Fragmentation of democratic societies. I guess that is supposed to say... Uh, how are we going to screw up these democratic societies so we can make them communists? 
trade and deglobalization. Uh, one world government again. And Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. That's your, it. Ukraine's a big problem for the one world government, isn't it? Yeah, they certainly are. I mean, we get all these rumors uh, saying that Ukraine was so corrupt and that Russia was only doing what it was doing. But I'm sorry, you do not get to invade. Not even the United States gets to invade another country, although we've done it, just because they don't like them or what they're doing. Yeah, uh, that that's my thoughts on that one. Uh, yeah. If anybody, if anybody has any differing thoughts, that's fine. But that's my thought. That's the only thing I've got against Russia. They invaded a sovereign country. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Denise says, um, news here is that Biden is shipping our legals to Spain as they have a common language and Spain is short on workers. That is interesting. That's a good place to send them. You got 30 minutes worth of talk on your showtime finishes before then? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Come on in. You're welcome. To come, come on in, in, Denise. Come on in. I don't have that much, and Abe has got his list that uh, I know he's got enough for the whole show. But yeah, you know uh, me. I always have enough prepared. But I mean, I, the, here's what I have. I have Dr. James Dobson uh, from the fa- James Dobson Family Institute uh, wrote the Great Reset Agenda, and what he does is is he summarizes exactly what's happened and how they did it and it's a pretty good it's it's about a 12 eh, eight eight ten minutes ten minute read so it's kind of a read you know what i'm saying uh the only yeah. other things i got out there today is uh fccd and doj stuff other than, other than the reading the great reset so we can just chill and hang it's friday Everyone, yeah, everyone in this audience knows damn well what the Great Reset is, but it's a pretty good article. I'll get it out there to you guys if you guys want it, and you guys can always check it out for yourself. Here's a here's here's one that I found funny that uh, happened on Twitter today. Uh, Biden was uh, no Elon Musk was going after Biden about the economy and how it's going downhill and how he's going to have to uh, get rid of ten percent of his uh, workers. Not the ones that make the thing, but the ten percent of the others, because the economy is going downhill so fast. And um, Biden, in one of his statements, goes, uh, um, "Good luck with uh, your mission to, uh, to Mars." And Elon goes back to him, "Typical Elon." Thank you, Biden. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. Elon has been uh, having a lot of fun out there recently. It's, it's interesting to see how he's doing out there. Uh, Bowler Q has a comment that I agree with. Uh, Glenn, take this for what it's worth. Russia invaded Ukraine because the Nazis were killing ethnic Russian speakers for eight years. That's He's right. That, that's, that is what happened. The Nazis were attacking that Donbass region of, of separatists. Okay. Well, um, I can go back with that the Donbass region was uh, taken over by Russia, and uh, the Ukrainians were trying to get rid of them as in they were domestic terrorists or uh, uh, like an ISIS group or whatever. So Ukraine was trying to get rid of them for years, for years. There, there's and, a lot of truth to the, to the FSB infiltration into that area and how they manipulated the votes and all that stuff. That story has not been told very much, and I have tried to get that out there. As you know, Glenn, that's a good point. But the point, the, I think the point also is 
you know, infiltration and changing elections is something that we've been doing in this in the world forever. They they literally were committing genocide to the region by cutting off water, stopping not not allowing them to plant plant crops. Uh, the same thing that's happening to America right now. Um, you know, and and then you know that that's what um, the the Hillary Clinton State Department used to to start the color revolution to make sure that they could take it over and hide the information with regards to what really happened with Ukraine. Right. Uh, Black Hat, which town are you talking about? Uh, Mariupol or uh, Donbass? Uh, D-U-N-B-A-S, I think is what it is. Yes. Um, Spanish courts uh, summons uh, Pompeo to come before it about CIA plans to kidnap Julian Assange. Hmm. You didn't see that one, did you? Mm-mm. Uh, I, I don't have the full article on it, so I don't know. I think that was just a Twitter post that I saw on um, one of my semi-trusted news feeds. That's interesting. Uh, I wonder what they, you know, obviously they would plan to disappear him. <laughs> well, uh, I think when he gets to the U.S., he'll be disappeared, but he's too public right now. He's too public. And I still think that that, that that protest that we called out um, that we covered, what was it, two weeks ago, where uh, the Human Rights Commission of the of the EU is asking them to not extradite Assange. I still think that there's a possibility that that he could that could they could keep them there. We'll see what happens. Can you imagine this has been going on for what, 15 years with him? He got married and had a kid in prison that he can't he never gets a chance to see. Imagine that. Right. Uh, now, I had a thought here. Um, why all of a sudden are all the mainstream media now, now that Trump's out of office, showing all the um, gun battles and uh, high-profile uh, shootings? Uh, and then it, I read something earlier that points me maybe to the New World Order, believe it or not. That well, let me mute that stupid thing. I know that's getting in the background. Uh, we got Canada now doing what it's doing with guns, which means oh, come here, yes, come here. Um, where you can't buy a gun, you can't uh, trade a gun, you can't do anything with guns. Uh, you can't uh, and all that. Now Chile is doing the same thing. I'm wondering. New World Order going through gun control so that they uh, can just take over? Hmm. I see what you're saying. It's, it's, uh, it's you know, who, who knows, right? I mean, the, the South America has just been a disaster for so long, man. And it's been used as like a playing ground for regime change, you know, by so many people. It's hard to tell, you know? Yeah, I know. It's just strange that we're seeing this is what the third fourth country that has gone for gun control in the last six months yep uh, I mean they can't sell any any Andy uh, Andy social uh, Trudeau put a hold on all gun sales you can't sell or uh, buy a gun hmm. he uh, did it by ex- executive fiat. 
Yeah. Which I, which I expect Biden to do, too. Uh, because he's not going to get what he wants through the uh, through Congress. Uh, he can't. I mean, as you know, they're <clears throat> they can they can talk all they want about gun laws, but they ain't going to change shit. No, uh, Samper uh, Trudeau passed it by fi- executive fiat. Uh, it wasn't made law; it was executive fiat. Uh, so that's where we are with that one. Other than that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, hey, I, I want to have... read some uh, Assange uh, Q posts here real quick. Sure. Um, I see the I see the news now. Tor, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Toria Brooke is the one who reported Mike Pompeo has been ordered to appear in a Spanish court to explain a possible U.S. government plot to kill, to, excuse, excuse me, to kidnap and assassinate WikiLeaks founder Julia Assange. Um, and so let me go. Let's see here. Let me just, as I always do, go back to the beginning. Julian Assange posted this video on 1-27-2018, and Anon says this. Julian Assange posted this video earlier today at, it's John Brennan at a CFR event. John Brennan, CFR, Q says, what a coincidence that that, that uh, Twitter feed has already been destroyed, of course. Um Q770, 215-2020, James Dolan suicide, Aaron Schwartz suicide, Kevin Paulson turned over to a secure drop to freedom of the press, secure drop, freedom of the press, freedom of the press, John Barlow, Snowden, Assange, John Cusack, Daniel Ellsberg, Glenn Greenwald, and Laura Poitras, Snowden, and Cusack, things that can and cannot be said, Daniel Ellsberg, Pentagon Papers, Glenn Greenwald, Snowden, The Guardian, Laura Poitras, Snowden, The Program, William Binney, as you guys have known, William Binney uh, is the one who designed the NSA spy program, John Barlow, VP, LG Systems, Treating Wastewater, Barlow Clark, Burning Man, General Clark, Anti-Trump, Westpac, Supports the Clintons. I think the key is the media changing the narrative using Secure Drop, which is dictated heavily by Snowden. The big question, who controls Snowden? Q says this, Dolan, dead suicide, Swartz, dead suicide, Paulson, turned over to Secure Drop, the freedom of the press, 187 post name drop. When John Perley Barlow's name was dropped on the Q post, he suddenly ended up dead. At Snowden, you are now a liability, signed Q. Um, fourteen sixty two came in at six eleven twenty eighteen. That that Q post seven seventy is the most most important one to understand the background of all this stuff and secure drop and all of that stuff was a big part about how um, the information that Seth Rich obtained and others obtained were given uh, to these journalists and stuff. Okay. Um, let me see here. What recent news came out about Seth Rich doing Assange WikiLeaks lawsuit back in the news, the server brings down the house. So that comes up. That's interesting. Obviously, oh, the, server, the server that, yeah, the server that uh, she wiped with a uh, Kleenex, right? Yeah, uh, or the server in Ukraine, which would be interesting as well. Eighteen forty-two, um, eight eleven, twenty eighteen. These people are stupid. <laughs> Cohen Milstein process server. What is this? It's a link to Cohen Milstein WikiLeaks service of process. It talks about how WikiLeaks drops happened. 
basically. That's an interesting drop. That's Q1842. Never interfere with an enemy while he's in the process of destroying himself. Discovery, the Hill article. WikiLeaks says Senate panel requested Assange testimony. Do you believe in coincidences? We have the source, Q. 1968 came in. Q, what's up with Assange? Do you remember our enemies are watching this board? See above, reflect, and use some logic. <laughs> uh, I used to love those kind of Q posts. Think, dummy. Uh, 2322, page 20. Um, the Mad Hatter, Assange's arrest in the FOIA talking about how they were going after Assange and Hillary Clinton specifically asked to have Assange arrested. Um, 523-2019, can you tell us about Assange? Under protection threat is real. The DNC source hack 187. Key to the C- DNC source hack, indeed. And now that source hack stuff is coming out to the truth that we found out back then, which is was there was no freaking hack. Um, thir- uh, 3764 came in on 1228-2019. It says this, DNC servers, CrowdStrike, did Russia break into DNC servers? Why did FBI accept indirect evidence, i.e. DNC servers, hack, break in by CrowdStrike in Ukraine? Why didn't FBI directly investigate the DNC servers in hand, download speed, internal data, downlink versus remote? This was a discussion about that it was a thumb drive, not... I wonder if those thumb drives that Sussman bought, he gave to, hmm, that would be well, interesting. Well, he did buy, what, two or three of them uh, for yeah. $12? What if those thumb drive is the ones that he gave to uh, uh, Seth Rich? One, uh, one, it says, how does one provide contact to, content to WikiLeaks? Computer to computer, person to person, personal comms secured prior to release. The sources, feeder one, recipient one. Interning for the DNC can be deadly. Does CrowdStrike possess government capability to trace break-in routes? Does CrowdStrike possess government capability, i.e. foreign intercepts? Possible to layer, insert code, CrowdStrike, to designate intruder intended target. This is what I've been talking about, these hacks when people leave breadcrumbs to places where they lead you to other places. NSA data bridge, DNC CrowdStrike, bulk data collection, matters of national security at the highest levels. FISA is only beginning. The hole is deep. Q, the last one that comes in is Q4709 on 9-14-2020, and it just says Julian Assange, Q. Hmm. Okay. Interesting, right? With regards to everything yeah. that's being talked about right now with the servers in Ukraine and everything else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how does Q know so far in advance about what's going to happen? Uh, you would think he's looking through looking glass. Uh, it is game theory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking glass will show you one path of the future of one path, but if you change that one path, then you're no longer looking at what is actually going to happen. Uh, I don't want to get into time theory. It's You have to be able to manipulate the discussion, which is why we are in information warfare. Yep. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to go into the, uh, time theory and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's That's important, just, actually, Glenn. I mean, there was a discussion with Dilly talking about, hey, digital soldiers, come tell me what Q is. I just told you right there. That's what the that's what's important about this. That's why people don't understand it. It is it is information warfare and it, it is inserting facts. It is using truth and facts to make sure that the 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 
information flow cannot be manipulated by all of the disinformation agents that, that we're seeing out there. That's why it is so important. But uh, people don't want to see that for what it what it is. So be it. I, you know me. I'll continue to, to use it effectively. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We'll try and use it any way we can, right? It was good seeing your brother Joe online uh, uh, the other day. That was good seeing him. Yeah, they've been. He's been really busy um, as well down at, uh, down at his place uh, with his daughter and everything else too. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad to see him. And I don't think I'm going to make it out to Virginia, uh, Abe. Um, I don't think my wife would under would understand or uh, uh, like what goes on. <laughs> it's it, she wouldn't under- it's going to be an expensive event. I mean, let's let's be real. You got to have uh, some money lined up, and I don't. I'm freaking hurting right now, so we're, we'll see if we even even I can well, make it. So, contact me later. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, me and uh, uh, Tennessee Homesteader. We'll see what we can do for you. But no, I was planning on taking my RV up there, just paying for the day tickets. Gotcha. But no, uh, that's not going to work out because. Because, because. <laughs> no, I understand. Um, I mean, I can, I got, I got to start figuring out how this stuff's going to work. I, I, well, here's the thing. Here's what I did. All right. I finally moved all my bank account stuff into my business banking account that I had to tap into to help me move. So now that account is just in a disaster right now because it's, it's waiting for all of the funds to transfer from where it used to go to, to this account. And it's causing a disruption in the money flow. So I, it's going to take a, so it's all, it's, all it's going to do is take time for this to work itself out, but it's going to be easier for me to track income. And it's going to be easier for me to get future loans through this bank. If they see my business income coming in through the business account, that's tied to my normal bank. So that's I haven't really told anybody that, but that's 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 what's happening. I'm finally moving all that into an account to make to make it easier for me to do the accounting that I need to do. <laughs> Instead of having twenty accounts all over the place, yeah. yeah. And I and it's so you know mo- moving all that stuff around. I still have some stuff going into that account because I want to be able to to as the money is in the account, move it into the account so I don't move it so far negative. But it's already. It's already hurting. So yeah, all of my kind of business backup money is it was being used to help us move and get stuff that I needed for the you know for, for that and in the show and everything else. So yeah, yeah, I can understand all that. I'm only uh, I'm only watching four accounts right now, all of mine, uh, my bank account, my savings account, my wife's savings account, and my Visa account. So I can understand, and I'm. I got to run a program called Quicken to do it. Yeah, oh, I, uh, I I pulled all the I did a pretty good job of of pulling all the reports that I needed, so I could um, I just basically created an Excel spreadsheet and then estimated expenses, and I had all my receipts, so I had it all pretty. It took time to put it all together, but it, it, it would be easier if I would do it like weekly or something. But it, this this year hasn't been as much expense heavy I, I'm, I'm pretty much lined up you know i'm pretty much good to go with my normal group of expenses and I'm, i haven't traveled as much this year either so it hasn't been bad we're already at the top of the hour though glenn thank, thank you for buying. i know i know i know and sam just because you like weak ass coffee ain't my problem <laughs> all right i'll let you go abe yeah man I know thank, thank you for buying uh, a shirt we're at the top I know we're at the top, and uh, if you got anything from FCCED or anything, just us, uh, let us know, and uh, we'll be glad to listen. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for grabbing one. a shirt. 
no problem. Have a very great one. God be with you, and uh, we'll see you later. And also with you, Glenn. God bless you. All right, Glenn joining us today. Glad to see him out there. Let's 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 do wrap it up the show today here on this Friday evening. I hope you guys have a great weekend, are able to get a chance to get away from it all and do your thing and turn it all off and just kind of relax a little bit. FCCED, nothing new. Uh, nothing new over at FCCED today. Uh, Palm Beach Gallery owner charged with peddling fake art pieces. I wonder if his name was Hunter Biden. Uh, the other one is, is, is the Department of Just Us, as I'll go ahead and release the scratch-offs here for you guys. And you guys can enjoy the rest of your evenings. I'll see you guys over at Red Pill later on tonight. Utah dentist sentenced to five years in prison for tax evasion and obstruction of the IRS. Mexican and U.S. justice sector officials celebrate launch of Mexico's first judicial bench book for new accusatory criminal justice system. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, Justice Department secure settlement against DeKalb County, Georgia, after officials terminated a sexual harassment complaint. FCA U.S. LCC enters guilty plea for fraud. And um, Merrick Garland running his mouth a bunch of times as well. Funder of ISIS foreign fighter sentenced to 15 years in prison. Operator of multiple PACs pleads guilty to false reporting to the FEC. Uh, Sometimes we get these Friday releases. Tyler Whitney of Austin, Texas, formed or operated a PAC beginning in mid-2012. I'll get this one. This is interesting. I'm going to do a dig on this and uh, drop this over on True Social and other places later on tonight. But, hey, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you for joining me this week as you guys have uh, I've really enjoyed hanging with you guys. And much love to you all. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. And with that, I want to say God bless you all. See you guys on Monday. And I'll see you guys hanging out tonight over at Red Pill. Much love. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.